That's in the air, this could be out. Diamond's underneath it, will he catch it? He's got good hands, he's got him, yes he has. Diamond's got him in the deep, having fumbled all night, he's taken the big one. Hello and welcome to Couch Talk. Today's guest is Midday Newspaper's sports editor Clayton Marzillo. He talks about the transformation in the Indian cricket media landscape in the last two decades, the relationship of the media with the BCCI, the state of Mumbai cricket, his relationship with Sachin Tendulkar over his career, amongst other things. Welcome to the show, Clayton. Yeah, pleasure, Subhash. Uh, it's absolutely uh, my pleasure having such a long-time cricket reporter on the show. You've been covering cricket for such a long time. Yeah. One thing I want to know first is how has Indian cricket media changed over your reporting career? You know, especially, you know, it used to be a very print-oriented media. Now it has become yeah. a very TV-centered media and you have competition from uh, internet websites cricket portals like Cricket Info and others. So how has your job changed and uh, how has the entire cricket media transformed over the years? Firstly, Subhash, the transformation has been exciting for the followers of the game. Hmm. And that is what matters actually. To a large extent, you know, cricket uh, today, uh, to a cricket follower has, uh, has, has become more exciting. There are more options uh, to pursue his passion. So it has to be good. The power of television and the internet has done a massive amount of good for the game. So you and me, if we were fans today, we would be really happy to be in this era. Uh, you know, and any cricket follower has, to, has a lot to be grateful for today. I mean, that's true. Um, you know, from the uh, fan perspective, of course, the change has been dr- dramatic and uh, very good. Uh, you know, someone like yeah. me that uh, moved out of India, you know, 15 years ago, uh, having the ability to follow cricket at the push of a button, sitting so many thousands of miles away, it's fantastic. But from a yeah. um, media person perspective, how has that transformation affected you? Uh, it has been exciting. It has been challenging. Uh, you know, uh, life without a challenge wouldn't be fun. <laughs> so I, I look, out, look at it uh, from that angle. Uh, but the problem is when things get uh, trivialized. And uh, that I don't think a cricket follower enjoys too much. Uh, for example, you know, during the 2003 World Cup, uh, maybe a little later, uh, there was a program on TV called uh, The Cricket Villain in Hindi, hmm. uh, where, you know, they used to dissect, uh, you know, the performance of the match, which is fine, but they used to also dissect the guy who did not do well. Now, in a game where you fail more often than you succeed, uh, I thought, uh, you know, that was quite unfair. Uh, at times, uh, the media today don't really treat cricket as a game. Uh, you know, they treat it like uh, basically another day at the office where, when things go, could go wrong. And um, I don't think cricket is treated as a game in many ways now. Hmm. So uh, that's changed. That's changed in the job. Because, you know, there's always a competition for uh, the eyeballs. And TV, I guess, by the very fact, the kind of media it is, it has to have the dramatic effect. Um, to capture uh, the attention of the fans and keep it there. So, as someone that grew up in an era uh, and worked in an era where you catered to a thoughtful cricket fan, this must be quite jarring to the system and yet you still have to compete with this. So, how how do you adapt to that change in situation? Well, first thing is you go with the flow. Uh, You see on uh, a day-to-day basis what uh, the reader wants and uh, try and give him uh, the best what you can offer. 
the competition is there it's challenging uh, you got to do what uh, you got to do more than what the tv does uh, and that's uh, that's exciting because you know some things in print uh, you can do which uh, tv can't do i think there are still something in print you can do which the, the tv cannot do basically the fan is in a better position right now and that is quite satisfying uh, the pleasures of the job uh, yes they have changed uh, i mean it makes me nostalgic because uh, 15 years ago i could go on a cricket tour mm-hmm. and i could just approach a player without you know an agent coming into play or without a bcci guideline coming into play and the player will take a call whether he wants to talk to me or no and i think that was a good system whereas now it's changed it's more structured it's it's more army like if you uh, would like to call it is it to do with the fact that uh, you know when you do a tv interview or something there is no going back once you said something you said something whereas in a print media uh, you know interview there is always a give and take you always knew the guys these are like cricket people who were always around yeah. you the career of a cricket reporter in a print cricket reporter depended on the player and the player information about the player can only get out through these guys whereas now you have so many yeah. more avenues and tv journalism pretty much is gotcha journalism you know like th- there's always trying to um, corner the player into uh, saying that news bite worthy uh, you know headline worthy thing that the thing that you said about uh, now army like the structured thing is it because of that or you know i'm trying to understand what uh, brought up the situation yeah. where it has completely changed uh see i would say that uh, the needs have changed and uh, pl- players have become more guarded because of the uh, television media around uh, what what you say is right that once it goes on record it's on record but uh, in in many ways that's the same with print uh, it, you're right i mean in a way you're right it, it's become pretty uh, ruthless and you know the personal touch is lacking uh, uh, you don't get as close to the player as you would 15 years ago Uh, and that's something which you have got to accept because uh, in this scenario you can't please everyone but my problem is that the board is not doing enough to improve media relations hmm. the board for example you know i am told that dhoni is a great captain fine he is yes he is a great captain but he doesn't give interviews you don't know what goes on in his mind apart from the usual press uh, you know match related press conferences dhoni never speaks his mind he doesn't give any interviews he doesn't grant any time Uh-huh. so that, that is where the board should come in and i would like a scenario where the board uh, comes to media houses and says tomorrow we are making the indian captain available for 10 minutes per media house or main media house and let the captain speak or I mean, let a player speak for that matter i agree that uh, the board you know should do a much better job of uh, handling the players and the handling the media like what yeah. was the what was the breaking point was it the media that got worse or was it the board that got very strict with these things uh, you know as someone that has seen the development of this relationship over so many years where do you think that yeah. balance uh, completely went off kilter i think where, what changed it was when jagmohan dalmia became president again hmm. in 2001 he stopped any media interaction with uh, the selector uh, the chief selector after every selection hmm. and i think i may be wrong here but i think that changed it because after that was stopped everyone followed suit and just kept quiet hmm. i think chandu bode was the last chairman who actually spoke to the media after every selection committee meeting 
that resumed when Kiran Mori came, but uh, you know it was not all that regular. But I think Chandu Bode was the last chief selector to speak to the media after every selection meeting. And on one occasion in Nagpur, after a game against Zimbabwe, Chandu Bode was grilled. And it was quite ridiculous because I think the media too were quite unfair to him. And I think Dalmia took a note of that and stopped all interactions between the media and the chief selector. And it trickled down to the players' relations as well. Interesting. Is there any way that we could go back to a time where the relationships are a little bit more cordial um, and there are more regular uh, media interactions from the Indian cricket establishment, whether the board, team management, players, with uh, you know TV slash print media? What would cause that change in attitude between Indian cricket establishment and the media? Uh, to be fair to the board, Subhash, uh, the numbers have increased. I mean, there's a point where you you cannot please everyone. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I understand the board's uh, you know the board's line of thinking here, that you you just cannot please every media house, you cannot please every media person. But I think overall they sh- they can improve the relations with the media, and it will help them also because you open uh, you, you open a newspaper every day and you find. Some article which is uh, anti-PCCI, mm-hmm. fine. Some people uh, say that they're thick-skinned and they're not bothered. But, you know, I feel somewhere down the line, they have to improve things with the media. And uh, if you're talking about years gone by, I remember uh, like on the 1998 tour of Sri Lanka, uh, India won the tournament and we went for a party which the Indian team was uh, involved in. And uh, after the party, we felt a little uncomfortable because the players were celebrating and we we walked out. And there was still my post-match interviews to be done. And I needed to speak to Anshuman Gaikwad. And I remember feeling very unwell that night. And I told Anshuman Gaikwad, who was the coach then, that, you know, I'm, I'm really unwell and I have to speak to you fast. And uh, as, as soon as you get, get over with your party, uh, I would like you to talk to me. And Gaikwad said, don't worry. Uh, since we are staying in the same hotel, uh, I'll come over to your room and we'll talk about the match. Hmm. I mean, Subhas, those were the days. I, I don't <laughs> think any any journalist will experience those days again. And it's not only me. It's, you, you know, other people may have such instances to relate. I'm, I'm sure there, there are a lot of uh, people that have such uh, stories, but that's a fantastic story. I, I doubt that... Yeah, I'll tell, you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you another story on that tour. I was uh, still working for midday and I still continue to do so. Uh, I had to concentrate on post-match interviews because we were at the afternoon tabloid paper. We had to give something different, Mm -hmm. more than what the morning paper had. And I remember being the only journalist to go over to the team dressing room and wait outside the door for the captains to come out. Uh, Arjuna Ranatunga was uh, leading Sri Lanka then. And uh, I had a big problem to get through the dressing room because of the security, especially at the Premadasa Stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, I happened to explain my point to Arjuna and I explained my difficulties to him. And he said, why don't you do one thing? Instead of coming all the way to the dressing room after the match, why don't you just go back to the hotel and get me on the phone there and I'll speak to you about the match. Hmm. Can you imagine any captain doing that today? Hmm. But then those were the good days. <laughs> True. I've only heard about how, for lack of a better word, uh, predatory um, the Indian 
TV media especially could be but I got yeah. to see I got to see sort of firsthand during that uh, Sachin Tendulkar uh, post retirement uh, press conference there were about 400 500 credentialed media people but the only people that got to ask any question of uh, Sachin in that uh, probably was what hour long thing was people that had a tv yeah. camera and it was supposed to be done in an orderly fashion but then after the first question all went to hell everybody started yelling such and such and such and, and everybody wanted to get a piece of such and and all the print journalists took a back seat and shrugged the shoulder and, uh, and said well this is how it's going to go then what is the point you know how how do you as a print journalist commit journalism how how are you allowed to conduct journalism when number one access is restricted and number two whenever you have access taken away by uh, tv people with tv cameras how do you commit journalism then well i was at that press conference and uh, i uh, agree uh, that it was disrespectful to the man because uh, i mean uh, i mean this was going on uh, live and the people at home got to see uh, got to hear what was going on at that press conference it was quite disgraceful and um, how do you handle it uh, don't waste your time on such a show wait for your one on one with sachin you know and it will be worth it that's how i look at it yeah you know but i was i was not going to waste my questions on that uh, on that show okay but you know not everybody every print journalist is going to be able to get an opportunity to do one on one with uh, tendulkar so that yeah. probably was the one chance for that print guy or woman to ask question of sachin but they didn't get the opportunities in the the way television media approaches the things what would you tell someone that is entering print journalism cricket print journalism in india what would be the advice you would yeah. give them <laughs> uh i don't know whether i am in any position to give uh, any sort of advice uh, but uh, what i would say is that you go with the flow and make the the best use uh, of uh, any opportunities coming your way uh, you spoke about this press conference you are absolutely right you know not everyone would have got another chance to talk to tendulkar uh, fair enough i don't know what you would do i mean the, you you have seen a lot of journalists with their hands up at that press conference and they didn't get a chance to uh, ask tendulkar a question i i think they should have had a separate press conference for the electronic media and separate conference for the print media and i think they could have handled it better but what we saw was quite disgraceful hmm that, that's an interesting idea that uh, one for tv one for print and uh, you know digital website etc yeah that that's an interesting idea maybe they yeah. could have done that and i don't understand i don't understand because in any in any case they had uh, a separate session for the uh, tv after the press conference hmm so why not have an exclusive print media press conference i i just don't understand that okay i want to talk a little bit about uh, mumbai cricket uh, but not exactly in terms of the nitty gritty of the players selections and all that but you know, overall uh, view of things you always hear about uh, when there is a yeah. bright new young talent coming through in mumbai word gets around and sometimes on television you hear from sunny gavaskar and sanjay Man- sanjay manjrekar that you know when they were in indian team they heard about these players yeah. so on and so forth i want to understand as someone that covered that has covered cricket for so long in mumbai you know how does this news network work in uh, mumbai how does word get around 
I mean, I I always felt, uh, and many others do also, that the heart of Mumbai cricket's success is in its club structure. Hmm. When a player scores heavily on the club circuit, somehow he gets known, he gets watched by selectors, by groundsmen, by club secretaries, and then the word spreads to the media. Uh, that's how players are exposed. That's how players deal with that pressure at a very young age. And that's what I think, uh, that's why Mumbai cricket is different. Although uh, I am uh, I'm not willing to say that everything is rosy in Indian cricket, uh, in Mumbai cricket, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we won the Ranji Trophy 40 times, but uh, I don't think the club structure is as good as it should be. Uh, I don't think club loyalty uh, ever exists now. And uh, this, these factors are pulling Mumbai cricket back. And I don't think people should be raving about the 40 times you won Ranji Trophy. <laughs> Fine, that, that's at a different level. But what they need to do is they need to look at the club structure and uh, how bad things are there. There's been a new format uh, from this year where they've done away with the uh, monsoon flavor of the Kangali. I'm not too sure whether that's the right move, but uh, we can't be too cynical about things also. We will have to give it about two, three years to see how it goes. Because I thought the Kangali was a very important part of Mumbai cricket. And although Kangali lost his importance uh, over the last 10 years, I think the authorities should have done something to improve the tournament rather than take the uh, monsoon flavor out completely. There is a question from listener Abhijit. And his question is, you know, we often forget that the, uh, the other side of uh, Mumbai cricket, in the sense that you hear about players like Tandulkar that were spotted at a very young age and went on to fulfill all the expectations and the promises. A lot of careers go nowhere at a very young age because of the pressure that comes with yeah. the cutthroat competition that's in Mumbai cricket. How does that, the kind of pressure that comes with Mumbai, how does that affect uh, the life of a young cricketer in uh, pursuing the game? That, that's a very good point you've brought up. Because in the past, there used to be a lot of mentoring which went on in those tents on the Maidan. Uh, you can ask uh, anyone in Mumbai cricket and they'll tell you that they, they were not short of mentors in Mumbai cricket. Hmm. I think there is a shortage of mentors in Mumbai cricket and that is not good news for a young cricketer. The young cricketer in many ways has to uh, fend for himself. I mean, to a point, yes, you know, uh, players have to fend for themselves, but you need those mentors, you need those backers to, you know, tell you when you're going wrong, to encourage you when you're when you're going well. And I think that is lacking in Mumbai cricket. Uh, that's not good news for young cricketers. And somehow the MCA, uh, you know, have to build a good environment around club cricket to ensure the, you know, what was experienced in the past is experienced now. What, what would be some of the things that you would like to see uh, for them? To well, do? I would like to see more players. I would like to see more players coming into the MCA. I would like to see more players being encouraged to come into the administrative fold, which is not happening. Okay. They, they, you, and you need the right kind of players. I, I don't mean, you know, just bring in all cricketers to run Mumbai cricket. That won't work because you need, you need administrators as well. But you need a fair amount of cricketers to come in, fair amount of good cricketers to come in to lead the way. And, it, and it's really sad to see someone like Dilip Vengsarkar not having to do anything with this association. I see. I mean, he should, he should be your cricket operations man. 
he should be holding that post in mumbai cricket but you know where in the association he didn't stand for election this year the involvement of the uh, ex cricketers you had in the yeah. 80s and the 90s and the current situation yes in terms of player development and the backing you know you always hear stories about how sunil gavaskar got in touch with tendulkar at a very young age gave him you know his yeah. pads and all that how has that changed uh, from then to now is there active involvement of mumbai uh, ranji players and the players from mumbai representing india and so on and so forth still keeping in touch with the yeah. mumbai roots the the main thing is that the big players the first class cricketers don't play enough of club cricket which used to happen in the past however big a player you were you had to play for your club you wanted to play for your club i don't think that exists anymore because that doesn't exist anymore there is no interaction between the senior players and the junior players this is what i feel i don't think there's enough interaction going on i don't think club cricketers are really benefiting from their senior players because the senior players don't don't turn up they don't have the time to turn up the schedule is in uh, you know structured in such a way that the senior players cannot play club cricket at times you can't blame them mm. that yeah. is why i would like to see an enhanced uh, version of the kanga league where the normal club cricketers get to rub shoulders with their seniors i guess that's where uh, the question about mentoring that used to exist in mumbai cricket yeah. the, i guess that's where uh, the point that you raised uh, comes in comes into play yeah okay and subhash the important point is that uh, you know mentors must be encouraged to join the fold again they must be encouraged by the association to come into their cricket which is not taking place and that is and that's why you'll see a lot of cricketers going astray you'll see a lot of uh, pitching around going on in mumbai cricket that's that's because there is there is a complete shortage of mentors okay okay we have few minutes left i want to talk about uh, sachin tendulkar midday was the newspaper that first carried an article about him i think 87 88 and it was through midday that uh, we saw the interview of tendulkar that tom alter did and your newspaper career has pretty much coincided with uh, the career of sachin tendulkar so what has yeah. what has your relationship been with tendulkar from the time when he was you know 16 and 17 to um now that now that he has retired uh well uh, we've had a really uh, good professional relationship uh, i don't think uh, i can claim to be his friend or something which uh, many people feel <laughs> uh, a lot of people pull my leg uh, in office about this but uh, you know i'm tired of telling them that uh, i'm i'm not his friend i just enjoy a very good professional relationship with him and uh, i think that relationship has been fostered with trust uh, like in any relationship uh we understand uh, each other's pressures uh, i don't push him for anything uh, if he's in the middle of a series and uh, look if if tendulkar doesn't want to talk to you he'll not talk to you he'll, he'll always put his cricket first and that's what i have experienced wrote and uh, he he's been very good to our newspaper uh i mean sachin spoke to us quite often and uh, you know even uh, late at night and you know he did everything possible to to assist us and i'm really grateful for that i mean i saw the uh, five questions that uh, siddhartha vidyanathan did with you for uh, the farewell yeah. tendulkar microsite on cricket for i saw that and yes. there were some couple of interesting anecdotes 
beyond that um, you know any other interesting anecdotes throughout uh, this 24 year career that uh, you've had with him uh, nothing very much to boast about uh, subhash but uh, as i said you know he's, he's been good to us he's been good to me i think uh, i i recently uh, got out a book on him and he was kind enough to write an introduction and uh, he was very uh, very generous with his words and i think tenukar has been good to us you know practically every year uh, he granted me an interview during those 24 years not 24 years i i'll be wrong in saying 24 years because i first interviewed him only in 1990 uh, so i i am not really one of the few uh, who got his interview first but uh, i've been interviewing him regularly since maybe 1994 okay i mean that's still a lot of interviews of course uh with tendulkar uh, yeah there was a time actually i i used to cover ranji trophy cricket a lot and uh, after every day's play i used to wait outside the dressing room to get his views on the day and uh, maybe that helped okay all right now that um, the tendulkar you know he was a one man industry that kept um, cricket alive and active you know both yeah. for uh, you know on tv as well as for the media now that he has retired how do you think the whole media landscape changes does it change uh, in india uh, it will definitely change because you're you're talking about someone who played 24 years of international cricket and who's been the heartbeat of this nation so obviously things will change uh, but in terms of you know uh, who will be the next successful indian batsman uh, i don't think we've got to worry too much i don't because history will show you Mm-hmm. that whenever a great goes out of the game another great gets developed and uh, i think we've got a good bunch of youngsters to look forward to uh, i don't know whether they'll be as great as tendulkar and gavaskar and uh, the rest of the greats but uh, i think india doesn't need to worry too much i mean you, you cannot really find the new tendulkar i mean uh, it's it's really unfair to say that but uh, i think uh, the future is good for indian cricket no I, i don't question the fact that suddenly the talented batsmen will disappear something like we already yeah. are seeing that there are some really very good batsmen uh, already know, lining up to take uh, tendulkar spot but what i mean is yeah. that my question is about more about from the media perspective because tendulkar came at this particular juncture in time where media yeah. exploded in india from few dozen newspapers to so many several hundreds of newspapers websites and television channels covering 24 hours a day so you know yeah. he he was the first superstar uh, the modern superstar of cricket and finally yeah. has exited the media landscape um, does that change uh, i don't think uh, it will change so much Uh, because you know uh, the media still have got to go out and cover matches the media still have to go and chase their stars and uh, you know uh, pardon me if i go back to uh, history and i think there will be new stars to chase i don't i don't think it will change too much and uh, there'll be still a job to do <laughs> i agree all right any final thoughts uh, clayton uh, well my final thoughts are uh, i i just wish that uh, the media relations uh improve the board does something about it uh because you know the board actually sometimes has got to project what what good they are doing they are doing a lot of good in indian cricket sure there have been you know a lot of anti pcci stuff pieces uh, floating around but the board is actually doing some good work uh 
And if they improve their relations with the media, you know, people will get to know what good work they're doing. That's an extremely valid point. And I couldn't agree yeah. more with you. Yeah. Um, thanks a lot for, for coming on the show, Clayton. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me, Subhash. I don't know what qualifies me to be on your show, but I'm really honored. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Good day. Bye. That's in the air. This could be out. Jarvis underneath it. Will he catch it? He's got good hands. He's got him. Yes, he has. Jarvis got him in the deep. Having fumbled all night. He's taken the big one.